0: I missed y'all, I missed y'all. See what it is, is it's been raining. I don't come out when it rains. I don't want my hair to get all messed up. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you for that. Tough crowd, tough crowd. What are you gonna do, what are you gonna do? All right, anyway, 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 anyway. We're gonna start the meal, but of course, as per usual, we wanna share a little something, something with you. And so, here's what I wanna share with you today, okay? So, Sunday, I got the, the honor and the pleasure of preaching to my church. I get to do it once in a while. I don't do it all the time, um, but I got to do it this past Sunday. And as I was working, thank you, thank you, thank you. thank you. They, they kept me, they didn't fire me, so I guess I did all right. Um, but there was one, there, well, there was a lot of parts of the message that, that really like, you know, you gotta have a personal kind of connection with what you preach, and I don't like to preach at people. Y'all know that, if y'all heard me speak before. I like to speak with you, you know what I mean? I like to talk about things that we go through, not things that other people go through, right? So, one of, one of, the, one of the phrases, one of the, the things that I found, that I discovered, that I shared with my church, it talks about something called divine preservation, right? And it's this, this quiet agreement that God has with us, those of us who believe in him, all right? Y'all back there, all right, enough with the joy. I'm going to need y'all to keep it down a little bit. You're distracting me. All right? So it's divine preservation. And divine preservation says this. It says that God will not allow the devil to rejoice over your life. Listen, that's deep. I didn't realize how deep it was when I said it. But as I sat in it a little while, it just got stronger and stronger and stronger. So I'm going to say it one more time. God will not allow the devil to rejoice over your life. And I think about that and I process it in a lot of different ways. Because now we could be quick to say one quick thing, right? Somebody be honest with me. Because I know some of you are sitting there and you heard me say it. And you heard me say it again. And you're like, BS. You're calling foul on that. You don't believe it, right? Right? I know it. I know some of you are feeling it. I know you are. You don't want to say it out loud. That's fine. But I know you're feeling it. And I know why you're feeling it, because what you're going to say is if God will not allow the devil to rejoice over my life, then why does it feel like the devil is having a great time looking at the mess that my life is? And if God's not going to allow the devil to rejoice over my life, then why is it that things are so hard? I pray, I believe, and things just don't seem to work out. Well, I have to, and I say this time and time again, I have to tell you that that's a conditional promise. There's always a condition. There's always an if-then statement in the Bible. He doesn't force you to do anything, but he says, if you do this, then I will do this. And if you act that way, then this will be your blessing. And if you hear my words, then this will happen. And so if you allow God to lead your life, then he will not allow the devil to rejoice over your life. <coughs> but Now we have to pick apart this rejoice part. Why would the devil rejoice over your life? Why would the devil rejoice over my life? It comes down to a very simple thing. Choice. We have choices that we can make in our life, right? We can have a choice to go down this road. Or we have a choice to go down that road. One path leads to happiness. One path leads to joy. The other path to destruction, heartache, pain. The road that goes this way is a road that's paved in Discipline, a road that's paved in obedience. And our problem is, we don't want nobody telling us what to do, not even God. Yeah, he might be right, but this road is a whole lot more fun, and this whole—this road is where all my boys are. This is, this is the road all my people are traveling in. This road is alone, this road is isolated. What we fail to remember time and time and time again is that God wants the best for us. He really and sincerely does. And the problem that we have is that we struggle with believing that God knows what's best for us. We tend to think we know until we find ourselves somewhere on this road, and now the problem is we can't get back. Then we're like, man, maybe, maybe there was something to that scripture verse that he was pounding into my brain. Maybe there is something in that, that prayer my mama used to say back when, when I was a little kid. And she was telling me about Jesus and she was dragging me to church. Maybe there was some truth in that. And then we struggle. Now, the phrase doesn't say that God will not allow for hardship in your life because we all going to see hard times. That's just the way this world is. But he does say things like, I'll be with you in those times. He does say things like hard times are just for a season. He does say things like, I will be with you not just today, but to the end of age. He does say, I've gone to build a mansion and there's a place for you in that mansion. Says all of those things But again We struggle with the idea That we might have to Submit ourselves to an authority That's not of our own And so I'm going to sit in this verse with you It's Jeremiah 7 Verse 23 It's a real simple verse actually and it's something that God said time and time and time again in the Old Testament. And he, re- he revisits it again in the New Testament. Different people say the same thing. And it's really, really quite simple. And God says this in Jeremiah 7 verse 23. He says, Obey me and I will be your God. Obey me and you will be my people. Do everything that I say and all will be well. It it doesn't say some things will be well. It doesn't say sometimes all will be well. It says you will be well. Even when life isn't great, you will be well. Even when you face hardship, you will be well. Not just when times are great, and not just when you're feeling great. So now the question I'm gonna leave you with is if you feel like the devil is rejoicing over your life, then the question is this, how are we contributing to that? What is it that we are doing that is allowing the devil Celebrate. Because the only thing that makes the devil happy is if we are turning away from the God that can save us from him. See, he doesn't have the power that that we think he has. The problem is we allow him the access to feel like he has power in our life. When we make the wrong choices, when we sit in that, when we blame God for the consequences of our actions, when we keep making the same old mistakes over and over and over again, when we judge others instead of judging ourselves, when we blame others instead of blaming ourselves. And so this isn't something for me to tell you to make you feel like crap. you be like, great, thanks, great speech, PJ. Now I'll eat dinner and now I feel like a horrible person. I'm telling you this because our God is a God of second chances, and third chances, and fourth chances. Scripture says that that he is patient with us, not wanting any of us to perish. Which means today, while you're still alive, is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to go to him and just say I've had enough. I've had enough of doing things my own way and messing it up. I've had enough of other people influencing the decisions that I make and then suffering the consequences for it. And hey, since I've tried everything else, God, I might as well give you a shot. I might as well go all in on the things that you have to say. And so maybe today's the the day that you pray that prayer. And you say, God, yes. I believe you are God, all-powerful, almighty. I do believe that you sent your son so that he could die for our sins and that he rose again. And because of that, every day is an opportunity for me to start again. Every day is a day that I can put away the old self and put on the new self. Every day is a day that I can look at my life the way you see it and start working towards becoming the person you created me to be. And so that's my prayer for all of us, including myself, today. So if you're far from him, draw close. I mean, if you feel like you're already close, draw closer. He loves you. And so do we. Let's pray. God, thank you so much. I thank you for the brothers and sisters that are here with willing hearts and yielding ears, Lord. I pray that your word resonated in their, in their spirit today, Lord, and have provoked them to action. That as they lay their heads down tonight, Lord, that their prayer may be that they, they may draw closer to you. And when they wake in the morning, they might have that hunger and that desire to chase after you and believe in the work that you have yet to do in their lives. And for those that ain't ready yet, Lord, then we thank you for your patience. We pray that if not today, maybe tomorrow, and if not tomorrow, maybe the next day. But we do pray that you will bring someone or something along that will convict them and draw them closer to you. But for today, we thank you that we've all gathered here together We thank you for those that prepared this beautiful meal and those that came to serve it, but most importantly, Lord, we're grateful for those that are here to receive. We pray that this food will nourish their bodies as your word does their souls. Lord, we love you. We thank you. It's in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And all my brothers and sisters, join me in saying. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank y'all so much. This podcast is recorded live and uncut at our Homeless Food Share events. To learn more about Straight Street, visit our website at straightst.org.